This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle, including the office, trucking, the trades, and even motherhood. We power women on their road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. We live in a digital world where we can reach more people now than ever before. In less than 20 years, we've become a global society of electronic devices where we tweet, text, post, and communicate on social media. The problem is, humankind is actually more disconnected now than we've ever been. A recent report says loneliness is the number one health issue confronting all of us. Amy Daughters works to revitalize human connections in spite of all of this. She believes in rekindling the age-old art of handwritten letters in your personal and your work life. She's a keynote speaker, letter writer, satirist, sports journalist, and she's the author of Dear Dana. That time I went crazy and wrote all 580 of my Facebook friends a handwritten letter, as well as the book You Cannot Mess This Up, a true story that never happened. Dana is absolutely convinced that when human beings connect individually in a meaningful way, nothing can separate them. And we really admire what Amy's doing. Handwritten notes and letters seem to be a long-lost art. And many schools today have even abandoned teaching cursive. And if anyone's ever gone through family archives, you'll see notes that have been saved as family heirlooms. They're actually historical documents and a way to peer into the lives of the people who wrote them. We have Amy with us today to talk about all of this and what she's doing to reconnect people. You know, Amy, this is so cool. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, Shelly and Kathy. I am thrilled to be with you today. You know, there are age groups that have no idea what handwritten notes are all about. It it almost seems like a foreign language. I remember seeing a meme on social media probably six months ago that said, if we want to speak secretly and confuse Gen Zennials, all we have to do is write in cursive and show them an analog clock. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it seems like we would be progressing forward with all these digital devices, we can talk to people in a nanosecond anywhere in the world. But even before we got all these electronic devices and got so connected, handwritten letters seem to start waning. Correct. Yes. I know for me, you know, I grew up in a generation where, you know, I, I wrote from summer camp to my parents and my brothers and sisters. I wrote to my grandparents when I went to college. And then somewhere right before email really broke through, it seemed like um, you know, that the entire practice of letter writing, as you said, started to dwindle and not become a part of the fabric of our, you know, communication culture. Yeah, I, I must say I'm kind of guilty. Um, I kind of got away from writing the notes and that sort of thing. I know when I was a kid, if I got anything for Christmas or my birthday, it was expected that I sit down and write a thank you note before I even played with whatever it was for any length of time. Absolutely. And, you know, that's an important point, I think, because my mom did the same thing. We were, we had the thank you notes and we, when they, we saw them come out, we were like, oh no, but, <laughs> but that, but that established that practice of, you know, not only being thankful, but, but doing it and, and there'd be an active effort put into that. And that's exactly what letter writing is, is it requires personal effort, but, you know, the, but, but that's reflected in the recipient, especially in, in 2023, you know, when I went on my uh, my letter writing journey that I did not expect to go on, I hadn't written a letter in probably three decades. And over and over again, I was blown away at what it meant to people to receive a letter, you know, in the new millennium. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think a lot of people know how to do it. <laughs> and it seems like this has kind of evolved, I want to say, within the past 30 years anyway. 
people started just kind of handing out notes at Christmas time with a Christmas card. Right. And a lot of times the notes started to be typed instead of handwritten. Right. No. And, it, you know, pre-printed cards or, you know, the Christmas newsletter. But you but you're exactly right, Shelley. I think the the Christmas card, which I don't know about you and Kathy, but it seems like every year you receive, I don't know, five or 10 less. You know, you, oh, yeah. you, are, you are you supposed to are you supposed to do the list anymore? Yeah. yeah you, but it's the last it's the final bastion of of, of a, an actual, you know, what we would consider a handwritten note or letter. It's the, kind of the last man standing. Well, I know I get a lot of Christmas cards on Facebook and that kind of thing. But if you were to look at my Not wall at Christmas, <laughs> yeah, <the> I, <laughs> if you look at my wall at Christmas time in the house, it looks like I have zero friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, it, and you feel that way. I mean, when you, yeah. you know, you, we spent all those years going to the mailbox and, and you know, you're excited because you knew, you knew that one girl right after Thanksgiving was going to send the card right away. She was the early, for me, that was a girl named Missy. She always sent the first Christmas card of the season. Then there was Lee, you expected her, but then you do feel, and it goes back to the isolation you're talking about because we're no longer being treated as individuals. So you do feel like, wait a second, where'd everybody go? Even though they're all on Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever you're, you know, your yeah. medium of choices, they're still out there. But the thing is, we're not, we're not having that one-on-one -on -one connection because that one-on-one -on -one connection reminds us that we matter enough to someone for them to take that effort to write the thank you night note, to write the birthday card, to write the letter, to write the Christmas card. Mm -hmm. And I think we gave up something. Now, I, I will never not say, and I think we can all agree that, you know, electronic instantaneous communication absolutely has a place in our world, you know, a valuable place that's transformed the way we do business and communicate. But it has, it has, we've given up something that I don't think we're even aware that we gave up, uh, you know, that we sacrificed in the age of, uh, you know, instantaneous communication. Yeah. I'm that person that always sends Christmas cards. And when I send the Christmas card, I also put a note. And if I can, I'll throw a picture in there. Right. But so, yeah. so when I receive the very odd time from my one particular aunt who always sends me a card, I am tickled pink. I'm like, oh, my God, I got a Christmas card. <laughs> yeah. No, and that little yeah. thing that it just it makes a difference. Yeah. Now, the Facebook stuff, it just doesn't count. Doesn't count. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, I went on this letter writing journey. I, I found a friend on Facebook that her name was Dana, hence the title of my book. Hadn't talked to her in 30 years. I, I, her name popped in my head one day. I looked, oh, there she was. So I friended her. I didn't really have any huge lucid memories. I remembered we had big personalities together and uh, I found out right away that her son had cancer. He was at St. Jude in Memphis. I was like, you know, I'll kind of follow along with this. And then when he relapsed, I was like, you know, just out of nowhere, like a bolt of lighting. I was like, I'm going to start sending these two people letters. And I hadn't read a letter in 30 years. And so I start writing them. Her son, sadly, I mean, there's no good words for it, passes away at 15. I don't know what else to do. So I just keep writing her. She starts writing me back. And I spend two years writing this person letters. We had no communication outside of the mail for two whole years. Okay. And it just completely transformed the way I looked at everything. Cause here I was sharing with this person and think about it. I didn't know what her political stance was. I didn't know what kind of religious values she held. I didn't even know how she did life or how she treated people. But when we started sharing in the mail, we started trusting each other. She'd share about her grief. I'd start looking at my life from the outside, you know, from the outside in. That's what you do when you write a letter. And it was so profound, Shelly and Kathy, that I sat back after about eight months of this and I was like, you know, if this can be this life changing, you know, what about all these other Facebook people? And so, yeah. I, and I don't know how serious I was. I think I was a little bit bonkers. So I shoved everyone's name in a box. I made some stationery and I started writing these letters to all these people. And it took me about 18 months, but I wrote almost 600 handwritten letters. Wow. And it, it blew <laughs> up my life. And I'll tell you what, you, you said that Kathy, like you get that Christmas card, that handwritten Christmas card mm -hmm. from your aunt. And it just, it just, it just makes your whole day. I experienced that 
600 times. I didn't hear from all 600 people. Um, but over and over again, I didn't understand what this was going to do, the power this was going to unleash. But when, when you, you know, you know, you matter to someone when because people connect the dots are like, you know what she said? I told um, I, t- I told everybody in every letter I was writing everybody. And they're like, oh, my God, you chose me. I was like, no, I chose everyone. But over and over again, people were like she had to sit down with the pen and the paper. She had to write the stuff down. Then she had to find an envelope, an address, a stamp, a mailbox a post office. Mm -hmm. And people were like, Oh my God, I matter to another individual human being. And it unleashed this power that I had no idea. Not only do I have this power, everyone listening, Shelly and Kathy, we all have this power to absolutely just make someone's not just their day, not just their week. I don't think there's any words for what, what kind of power we have just with a handwritten note with four sentences, with two, you know, four pages, whatever you can handle doing. It is off the chain what can happen. It really is. And yeah, I believe that. I'll tell you, tell you something. Uh, when I was um, younger, I had been in the, in this, in this kind of like a rehab place. And it was the very first time that I, I had gone to sp- speak to a school and um I, I was like 19 or 20, something like that. Anyway, I was talking about suicide and about, you know, my own personal trauma that, that had happened to me and how that I had found hope and that I was trying to, you know, overcome all my issues. Well, oh my God, I, for the next year and a half, I, I, after I was done talking, let me, let me backtrack. After I was done talking, I had a whole group of little young girls that were 13, 14, and they, they came up to me and the young girl said, you know, my dad hung himself in, in the, in the garage last month. And I've been wanting to do the same, but after hearing, you know, you talk, I'm, you know, I decided that if, there, if there's something worth fighting for that young girl wrote me handwritten letters, her and her little group of friends for at least a year. And, and, and what's here's an even better one. And, and after that, that, that same talk, I received a letter from a lady who was driving um, and, you know, randomly driving. And, and, and she saw this there, all this, you know, speaking at, at the school. So she just randomly pulled in and decided to come into the gymnasium and listen. Well, son of a gun, her son had died from a drunk driver, her 18 year old son when he graduated uh, and he had died two years before and she couldn't shake herself out of this depression. And she heard me talk and then she, she, this woman wrote to me for at least a year, handwritten letters talking about her pain and about how she was thanking me because somehow I, in the dream state, I would meet her and I would bring her to help to these these, these spiritual guides would help he, help her deal with her depression and her, her her pain and her grief. And so she was writing to me to thank me. Well, let me tell you, those letters, I kept them for decades. And I would, when I was struggling, I would reread these hand, beautiful written letters and I could feel them because you can feel the words, you can feel the energy through the paper, right? Yeah. And those yeah. letters were, was the most precious thing. And it is one of, one of my, when I had, when I had the great escape in two, 2007, I lost those letters and that was my biggest, biggest loss in life was those two letters. That's absolutely amazing, Kathy. And you, you speak, you know, the energy that you felt in those letters. And I think that's really powerful. And then there's something about the handwriting because yeah. it's something yep. so intimate. It's almost like you can hear really them is. speaking, right? Yep. yep. Right. It's a different voice. And, and, you know, we can remember our grandparents handwriting and, but, but they gave you a gift because they showed you a side of themselves yep. that, that, that you, you don't show to anyone else. And then to, you Ooh. know, hold in your hand, something that, that, that person who yep. you impacted so deeply held in their hand, there's this intimacy yep. to it that it really is, is a super, so powerful. And you, you spoke to that so beautifully. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Dean Michael, the tax doctor here. I have one question for you. Do you want to stop worrying about the IRS? If the answer is yes, then look no further. I've been around for years. I've helped countless people across the country, and my success rate speaks for itself. So now you know where to find good, honest help with your tax problems. What are you waiting for? If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed in years, call me now at 888-557-4020 or go to MyTaxHelpMD.com for a free consultation and get your life back. 
Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you're enjoying this informative episode of Women Road Warriors, I wanted to mention Kathy and I explore all kinds of topics that will power you on the road to success. We feature a lot of expert interviews. Plus, we feature celebrities and women who've been trailblazers. Please check out our podcast at womenroadwarriors.com and click on our episodes page. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other sites. And tell others about us. We want to help as many women as possible. We've really given up something in the age of instantaneous communication. Even though we can reach around the world, not getting handwritten notes or holiday cards often makes people feel isolated. We've lost a real connection and the link that tells us we matter. Amy Daughters knows the value of handwritten notes and letters and how much it reignites the human connection that we've lost, both in our personal and our professional lives. She's really onto something here. She's the author of Dear Dana, that time I went crazy and wrote 580 of my Facebook friends a handwritten letter. Amy's sought after for her insight about reigniting the human connection. And as Amy says, handwritten letters carry an intimacy and personal touch that nothing else does. They actually become something people treasure. You know, Amy, I remember going through the attic of my parents' home, and there was a pile of letters that my mother wrote to my dad. He kept them. They were love letters when they were dating. <gasps> Never saw them before. And I was just amazed, peering into my mother's life and what she was thinking at the time, amazed at how beautiful her handwriting was and how precise and everything else. It was like <sighs> going back in time and kind of sitting there. I could imagine my mother writing this, you know, and I kind of. Oh, wow. I, that's beautiful. Yeah, I got a perspective of her that she never talked about, you know? Right. And it, because because we open up in a different way in a letter. And again, I just speak to that on experience. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're, you're a different, you share in a different way because you have time and we, you don't know when the other person, if you think about it, 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 it's all very simple, but you don't know, you know, she didn't know you were going to read the letters 40 years later, but even when she wrote them, she didn't know when your father was going to read them. And now we know, you know, especially when there's a text that has a return receipt at the bottom, but you know, you, you know, an email went through or it would bounce back mm -hmm. and say it didn't go through. But when mm -hmm. you don't know when you're just going to go drop it in the, in the box somewhere, you know, and then hope somebody reads it. That was what was so powerful between Dana and I, especially because I had no idea. So nobody feels like they have to respond. So you, 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 you share in a much freer way and you have time to think about it and you can erase it. And then when you put it in the envelope, you know, it's pretty much what you want to say. And then you forget about it. And then mm -hmm. you're like, well, did they read it or not? And it's, it's so beautiful because it's the unknown. You, you just don't know. And um, you know, and you're giving someone a gift. I'll tell you what, all those letters, I think the most common response I got over and over again was, I am going to share, save your letter for the rest of my life. Yeah. I just did, I didn't know that was, I didn't know I had it in my wheelhouse, guys. You know, I was just a normal hot skinny girl trying not to screw up my kids. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, I've done that with Christmas cards and notes that I've gotten. I've, I've saved them you know, certain mm -hmm. ones and all of that, yeah. the, mm -hmm. and gone back. And it's, you can't remember the year that you got it, but it makes you smile when you go back through. It's like, oh, that well, was neat. It's like my wall of love mm -hmm. um, that I had in my office before I sold my house for the last three, four years in my, in the whole one wall was this light blue and every single piece of paper, note, thank you. I would print out, um, uh, screenshots of what students have said or, or people have, you know, whatever it is, gifts that I've gotten. My entire wall was my wall of love. And it was my, my reminder of, you know what? I am making a difference. So Kathy, you know, because it's from people from literally all over the world. 
And so I am making that difference. So you know what? Keep doing what you're doing. And I, the hardest part about selling my house was taking that wall down. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, my God, man. What a treasure. Yeah, it makes yeah. me want to create one. I know? love it. Oh, it's very powerful. It's, you know, and it, and when you put it up, you're putting it up with love, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's all these little tidbits, these memories. I got postcards. I got gifts. I got, you know, these happy pictures and people posting with, you know, with my book or with whatever, right? right. Mm-hmm. In different countries. And it, it, it just reminded me that, you know, my voice does matter and um, to not not quit because of maybe my my itty bitty shitty committee in my own head is telling me Kathy stop it <laughs> so right. I just I just remind myself hey you know keep doing what you're doing woman right and those in those notes that people sent you and then the notes that you sent to other people that are on someone else's <laughs> wall or in their box but see there, there it is again like what do you say in the letter and what I found myself doing again, unintentionally, was like, what do I say in two pages to the girl I was in junior high school band with? I mean, what do I say? And you know what you end up saying is just what you're talking about, is you look at this person as an individual. So you sit back and think, okay, what's the reality like? And then what what do they mean to me? And then you end up thinking, oh my God, I have so much I could say. You know, Kathy and I went to, let's say Kathy and you and I went to junior high school together and my grandmother died. You walked me to the girl's bathroom and made sure I didn't lose my, in front of the flutes section, you know? And so I'm like, Kathy, thank you so much for that. You made such a difference and see, boom, that goes on somebody's wall, you know, or you remember that time we danced that girl's wedding and we both fell down in the toilet. I mean, funny stuff and thanking people and congratulating people like Shelly, I didn't know you were so successful. So I went and really looked and saw who you were. Thank you for the ripple effect you're making in the world. I'm proud to be your friend. That's the kind of stuff I said. And mm-hmm. so, and then people said that stuff back to me. So, and I love, love Kathy, your wall. We were all filling each other's walls. That's what yeah. we were doing. And yeah. we have the power to put stuff on yeah. Kathy's wall and Amy's wall and Shelly's wall with the handwritten note or with the letter. And it can be two sentences or it can be six napkins. People writing yeah. me on, on, on whatever, right. on a piece of paper, on a piece of gum wrapper or whatever, man, that's going on my wall. Right? Sure. Yeah. And I love you said postcard. Like, yeah. can I make your wall of love? I'm like, man, you got to be pretty damn special to make Kathy's wall of love. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But we all have the ability to put something on everyone else's wall of love. And that's the thing. And then it floods back, you know, because, you know, what you put out there. I mean, the person most changed from writing 600 Facebook friends a letter is me, you know, because I realized, oh, my God, I'm connected to all these incredible people who came into my life at the right time. And I got to say thank you. And I got to say I love you. And I got to say you matter. And that, you know, that just blew up my whole entire heart and the and I think the one of the biggest takeaways it's never too late to fill someone's wall you know I could I have it. worked with Shelly 25 years ago and if I wrote you a note right now if you got a note Shelly in the mail tomorrow from somebody you worked with 25 years ago mm-hmm. it, it, that would just make your that would just make your world and it's never yeah. too late to say that we care to say thank you to say i'm sorry to say i'm with you i care about your struggles it's never too late to get on on the wall i love this yeah it really does feel like we've lost that common thread that we used to acknowledge people with by handwritten notes and postcards and things like that right exactly and rekindling that is is so important. I remember as a child having a pen pal in Australia. It was so cool. And we wrote about, you know, whatever little kids write about. And I, I got to peer into their lives. They got to peer into mine. And it felt like I have a friend thousands of miles away. It was hard for me to wrap a- around my head what mm-hmm. the distance was, but the sense of humanity that you don't really get with a text or an email or anything like that. No, and you, and that sharing of the mundane, because when I look back at letters I wrote, you know, when I was in high school and college, you know, it's people sharing about the stuff you would share in an email or a phone call when it was long distance, you know, and again, it's that intimacy and then, you know, the power of writing about your own life, but, you know, getting to know somebody in that way is, is complete. I mean, it's so powerful. I mean, that's, you know, Dana and I, 
um, are now best friends. She lives in Louisiana. I live in Texas. So we, we see each other every other month. Um, we talk on the phone most days, but we still write each other two or three times a month because that's just how powerful it is. That'll always, I hope it'll always be a part of our relationship because it, we share stuff in the mail that we don't share on the telephone or in person. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. You know, taking the time to write a note, a letter, or send a handwritten card really can make a person's day. It's so unusual to do, and it evokes such a powerful, positive reaction from the recipient. It has huge benefits for the letter writer, too. You're touching people in a way you can't with a text or a message. Plus, the letter writer opens up in a different way in a handwritten letter, showing more of their personality and sharing a piece of themselves. It's truly personal. It's a unique way to reach out today, not only because it just isn't done, but that person respects the time you took to write the letter, and they remember you because you made them feel like they matter. Too often today, people feel like they don't count in our world of impersonal digital communication. Amy Daughters is a keynote speaker on this very topic, and she's on a mission to reconnect people in the more intimate and personal art of handwritten notes. You know, Amy, this is even powerful and works in business. If somebody's interviewing for a job, they can email a thank you note, but they make more of an impact if they send a thank you note. Right. And Mm -hmm. you know that that's perfectly, I know, I'm sure y'all both see this in the, the mail you get um, in your mailboxes, but, you know, a lot of companies have spent a lot of money on software and hardware to make, uh, you know, mail outs that look like they're handwritten notes. Like they yep. use real stamps just to say, cause just cause their stuff looks more important. I just did a podcast with a um, real estate group and they were talking about that. That was the whole conversation was how do we harness this? And they're doing a initiative called November where they're challenging all the members of this group to write a handwritten note every month, every day in November. And, and it's a client-based initiative, you know, but to, to connect with people, cause it's just a, such a super powerful thing to do. Like you said, it, in, in business, it could be completely utilized without the software. Just re- it's a small time commitment, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day, you can write one or two notes. And it's a cathartic experience when you do it too, uh, depending, maybe not so much for business, but when it's personal, you're actually taking the time, you're getting away from all of the hectic craziness to write something, to reconnect. You know what shocks me? Well, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I was going to, it's just saying, you know, what shocks me is that when I'm taking the time to write something, like you were just saying, uh, in my books, when I give them out, I am astounded because all the younger crowd can't read the writing. What is oh, up yeah. with that? Oh, they don't teach cursive. Handwriting like, is something what's that, up with yeah. that that's the stupidest thing yeah, I've well, ever heard of. Like, what, oh yeah. You can't read cursive. Like, yeah, they don't. A lot of the Gen Zennials print. They don't they yeah. have no idea how to read cursive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which which blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind that they're not te- being taught that in school. Mm-hmm. That's another great audience for a letter. Again, I didn't I wasn't intentional on in doing any of this, but you know, when I was writing the letters, my oldest son was 16, 17. So inevitably, I was friends on Facebook with some of these younger people. And so they got a letter. And that was that was one of the most beautiful things because they were like, Miss Amy, I've never gotten a letter. You know, I've never gotten a letter. That's the first letter I've ever gotten. And it was so powerful that so seven or eight years later, these kids are sending me invitations to their wedding because they feel like because of this letter, because even they got it, you know, or they'll send me a note because they they it was so 
special to them, but that's a great audience. Mm-hmm. And I agree about the cursive. I mean, it's like you said, at the top of the, the show, Shelly, you know, it's, we could use that as code and, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, yeah. covertly, and we could have a, a rotary phone and really mess with people oh, too. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I mean, there's another great audience where you can have such an impact on your children, on your grandchildren, on your nieces and nephews, on your neighbors, by just writing them a handwritten note and say something you appreciate, appreciate about them or something you noticed about them, it, it will, they'll probably carry it for the rest of their lives. And you know what's interesting about cursive? It really tells a lot about the person, uh, the flourish that some people have, the larger handwriting, perhaps. I mean, it tells something about their personality. You can't see that so much in printing, and you certainly don't see it in anything that's typewritten. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, and the cursive is, I mean, that's such, those are, you know, just such great words about that. And, you know, even the printing more so the cursive. And this is one, another thing that I found out about myself in the letter writing is that one of the great things in the, we're in this age where we can filter and, and we can filter our pictures and we can, you know, we can do things in word and fix all the misspellings. And it, even now with AI, we can, you know, change our grammar and all that stuff. When you write somebody a letter handwritten or cursive, they're going to see all your flaws. You know, because you're not going to go start your letter back over when you're on page two, because mm-hmm. you're over it by that point. But you're going to know, you know, if Cal- Kathy and Shelly all write each other, you're going to know, look, Kathy's not perfect. Shelly's not yeah. perfect. She had to cross on. I have horrible handwriting. My spelling's awful, you know, but all my friends know that now. But how comforting is to know that none of us are perfect. That's yeah. another message we all need to hear, yeah. you know, especially as women. You know, we are not perfect. It looks perfect, but it's not. But but that's another thing handwriting does. It's like, whoops, she's not perfect. That's a hot mess, that whole letter, you know. You know, that's kind you of interesting. Do, you know what I do at work? I'm the only one. Now, you got you to imagine. We're in Timbuktu in an open pit mine and, you know, all this dirty equipment. And, I mean, it's, we're there for 14 days at a time. We sit in that equipment for 13 hours at a time. It's dusty. It's rainy. It's snowy. They got horrible conditions. Like, it's a tough job, right? Really right. tough. And I am the only one out of all the crews, as far as I know, anyway, that leaves little handwritten notes with a, with a little candy on the seats when I'm done. So, you know, like you're coming in on a day shift and the operator has been on, on night shifts, you know, for, or, or no, I'm, I'm so I, I, the, the operator's coming in and he knows what to expect. He knows like, oh my God, it's going to be a shit show. And like, this is going to be brutal and hard. And he's all depressed. Then he gets, he climbs onto the equipment that I just left. And here I got on a little piece of napkin. I got a little happy face and I'm like, you know, a little, little, I got a sun dancing and I got shades and, and, you know, and, and then I'll have two or three little candies. Well, that person, all of a sudden, all that, that, that depressed, like, oh man, all of a sudden is out the window. I'm like, oh, she left me a note. Like, oh my God. Right. It's almost like yeah. a message in a bottle, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times people have gotten on the radio. Like, so, so when, when they get on the live radio, you're like, you're like, you know, 500 to a thousand people listening. Hey, Kathy, thank you. You know what you did. <laughs> it's that little thing that makes all the difference in the world. That it really is. That yeah. little happy face. <laughs> and it, it's such a lost art. It really is. Yeah. And when we're talking about cursive, this is interesting. While we've been talking, I looked up, I put in a query of cursive, learning cursive for adults. And something popped up for eBay. And there are like 20 different publications on a workbook for adults on cursive. Because obviously no one's learning it. So, and there must be a market for it because they've got it for sale. Wow. Yeah. And and then people don't, that's the other thing we don't, you know, you don't use it. So even if you knew how to do it, that's a great point though, because we're not, you know, it's not a skill that we use, like where we used it before. Now we're not using it since mm-hmm. we don't like writers, since we don't like write yep. a lot of notes, since that's all we can do all that via our phone or our computer. Yeah. And so that that's fascinating. I didn't know there were workbooks. Now it makes me want to get one, but uh, I don't know if that's necessary, but um, that's fascinating though. So it shows that people want to do it but they're not being prepped, obviously, in school to do it. So that tells me a lot of the kids coming up and um, along with the Gen Zennials and so forth who have not gotten the training, perhaps, in cursive, they have no idea how to go about writing a note 
It's going to be printed probably. And learning the art of cursive gives people a closer view into who you are because it really does show more of a personality, I think, than just printing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it's next level for sure. And, you know, in all the conversations I've had about letter writing, um, we have not specifically, I have not had the discussion about um, cursive writing. And now I'm going to go ruminate on that after our our time together. Um, I think that that's, I think you're right. It does show more personality um, and it, and, and frankly, it requires more effort as well. Would you agree with that? Yes. Although I don't know uh, when I would take notes in class and so forth, I found that cursive was maybe quicker right. because you're connecting things, you're connecting letters and all of that. Flowing. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. it makes me want to write Dana in cursive, which I might do next and see what that flows like as opposed mm-hmm. to, to, to printing. It's really an interesting, I'd love to hear what more people have to say about that. It's really an interesting topic. You want to hear something, something somebody commented about that? Um, when I wrote, hand wrote my book, I hand wrote it sitting in the truck at work, right? I, when it was raining or, you know, when I had time. So I hand wrote it on a legal pad because we're not allowed any electronics at, at work. And it took me a month. And then I came back and then I never looked at that thing again. And then I just, you know, typed it all up again. Well, it's interesting because one of the very first books that I sold, um, a fellow came to see me after he had read it. And his question, his first question to me, he says, Kathy, did you handwrite this book? I and mean, he had no idea, right? Because he just bought the book. And I'm like, how did you know? <laughs> like He says, because there's a difference from people who, he said, I could feel the flow in the words. And he, he just, he says, um, when you write, it, it's a big difference from when you type. And that, interesting. And that, how could he pick that up? That's super interesting. That really right? is. I don't think we know this guy. <laughs> I've never heard. Have you? Is that the only person who ever commented on that? Yeah, that was the only person. Huh. Yeah, very, very intuitive. He asked me if I had. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty good. That is good, huh? Well, when you think about it, when you're using a pencil or a pen, you're more connected to the paper, where you're yeah. creating your thoughts. If you have a keyboard in the middle, it's probably not as personal. Okay. And you could always go back and hit delete. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he saw an intimacy in your writing that he didn't see in other people's. Or maybe he'd, he'd read a book or writing from someone else who hand wrote and he saw something similar in yours that he didn't see anybody else's. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. I'm like, wow, yeah. you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to make a huge impact and reconnect with people in a real and authentic way, write a handwritten letter. If you want to really show your personality in your note, write it in cursive. As a society, we've gotten away from something that used to connect people across the globe. People would take the time to write their thoughts down and put their own personality into a note they sent to others. 
It's a lost art today and something Amy Daughters believes we need to start doing to reconnect a very disconnected society. Digital correspondence and messaging is just plain impersonal, and people are feeling it. Amy is a keynote speaker, journalist, and author of Dear Dana. That time I went crazy and wrote all 580 of my Facebook friends a handwritten letter. Amy's inspiring a lot of people with her ideas. And there are a lot of businesses and individuals who are starting to write notes, and it's making a difference. You know, it's kind of interesting, Amy, how different our communication really can be when we handwrite something. We think differently when we handwrite something. I know when I've looked back through some of the notes and some of the things that I wrote over the years from being a child to an adult, I could tell if I was in a bad mood (laughs) just by the handwriting, you know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that because when I wrote the book, Dear Dana, so I went back through all the letters and read most of them. And I kept a copy of everything, not intending to write a book. But when I had written Dana for those six to eight months, I realized I wasn't going to remember what I said. Um, and so I just made a copy of everything. So going back through the letters that I had written to people, reading those and then reading the replies over and over again, I could tell what kind of mood I was in when I wrote the letter. I could tell... Like if I didn't feel well, I could tell if I was having a trouble with my husband or my kids. You know, you could you could read that in your own writing. I was like, wow, it's like a snapshot of who I was 600 times when I wrote these letters because they're all so different. So it is such a personal representation, you know, of who we are. It really is. Mm-hmm. Now, Amy, you do a lot of keynote speaking. Do you go to businesses? Do you talk about reconnecting with handwriting? What all do you talk about? Right. I I tell my story and I talk about how we're in such a divided culture right now because we are, you know, we've created this great or it's been created for us or we've created this great divide, you know, based on, you know, instead of assuming, you know, I, I feel like up until maybe 2016, we would look at each other and say, oh, I wonder what Kathy does. I wonder what her reality is like. I wonder what her life is like. And now we, it seems like we almost involuntarily look at each other and say, oh, I wonder who they voted for, who they align themselves with or who they, and I'm not saying this is unilaterally, but I think we do that. And we've created this great divide that we stand on either side of. Mm. And as I went through the process of writing these letters, I think, you know, one of the absolute biggest takeaways was that if I reach out to you with nothing but goodwill on the line, because most of our communication is based in in needing something like promoting something or needing something. But if I reach out to you, because that's another thing people were blown away by. They're like, so what do you what do you want? You know, I don't really want anything. I'm just trying to write all these letters. And and then you respond to me in the same way with nothing but goodwill on the line that all of a sudden, all those things that separate us, politics, religion, you know, cultural beliefs. So they still matter. Absolutely. It just doesn't matter as much. They begin to dissipate. You know, so my speaking is about using letter writing to 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 help bridge that gap between two people. Cause I saw it happen over and over again. I wrote people who I knew absolutely didn't believe the same things I believed in. But then when I said, Hey, thanks for helping me in high school. Hey, thanks for your post. I think you're brave. I feel like I learned something. I feel like the world is better because we're different and that's how the world changes. So basically meeting in the middle with someone and just seeing past the differences and adding personal value to them by remembering who they are in your story, you know, all of a sudden we create the hope that we're looking for and we don't have to have someone else do that for us. We can do it individually one letter at a time. So I lay out a three-step process on how to do that. That's what the speech is about. That's awesome. You know, when you think about it, handwriting letters, you're validating other people. And that's something we lack today. Right. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is not only do you matter, you know, because we live in a world of of conditional connections. You know, not only will I love you or like you if if you agree with the things I agree to or you fit into the box I want you to fit into. You know, I'll only connect with you if if we, you know, agree on these certain things that we're supposed to agree on. You know, but when you when you step into another when you step into unconditional connection where you're saying, look, I'll listen to you. I'll connect with you, you know, in this no man's land between the two sides, regardless of our differences, you know, and you, and you reach out across that, you know, that chasm and grab the other person's hand, you know, 
not only are is that person you're connecting to being listened to, being cared about regardless of what they think, being respected, you're going to get all that back. And, and, and that's not just something, that's literally everything in today's culture. It really is. And people are taking the time to recognize someone else, which you don't feel like they're doing that in a text, <laughs> um, in, in something that's on social media. Um, they're actually sitting down, taking the time and communicating and reaching out across the miles to somebody else. Right. And then mm-hmm. across the divide. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I was, you know, I was, whenever I started these letters, I think it was 2015. So, you know, eight years ago, I was a girl who hadn't written a letter in 30 years, you know, eight years later, you know, hundreds and hundreds of letters, 600 plus, you know, the replies plus the letters to Dana, I'll tell you what, I am on a mission. Yes. I want to sell my book. Yes. I want to go speak to people, but I, this is the lowest investment with the biggest return we can do in human connection. It is so powerful that I will stand anywhere. I will take a call. I will get on a podcast. I will do anything to talk about it because it is so legitimately easy yet powerful that it could literally change the world. You know what? I am get, my sister is in Timbuktu, uh, Nunavut, over up by by Greenland. She's managing a store up there, and she's lonely and stuff. You just inspired me. I'm gonna handwrite her a letter right tonight, and send it up there. With Amen. it'll be it'll be along with a, like a Los Angeles sweatshirt because you're probably probably freezing. <laughs> but I'm gonna handwrite her not just a card. I'm gonna write her a letter. Hey, sis, you know because she's lonely and depressed, and it's it's hard up there. Right. So thank you very much. You just inspired yeah. me to do that. I'm going to well, do that. You just made my whole day, Kathy. And yeah. and, I'll, and I'll share that with Dana. And you just made, yeah, you just made a whole, whole, whole day too. And I would challenge everybody, anyone listening, and, and it could be four lines in a, in a note, you know, yeah. or a card or a postcard, but I challenge everybody out there to, to write one letter and just sit back and think, you know, who yeah. is this person to me? What are some things we, have in common if they have a facebook profile go and look at them as an individual and i guarantee you if you think what is this person's reality like like who cares what they believe in who who cares yeah. how they voted and then think you know who are they to me you will absolutely know what to say and there are you know in the number one rule in letter and note writing the absolute number one rule is there are no rules you cannot get it wrong you cannot get it wrong. Just the act of sitting down and doing it, the act about caring about another person, the act mm-hmm. of, of wanting to connect with them, that is everything. You cannot, this is something that none of us can mess up if we do it in our own way and do what our heart tells us to do. You're bridging the gap between people and you're combating the loneliness that a lot of people are having today. This is terrific. Now, you have a place where people can find your books. You have a website, correct, Amy? Yes, ma'am. It's uh amydaughters.com. And uh, there's links to my books. Uh, my email address is there, a form you can connect with me. I'd love to connect with anyone and, and talk about this further. But yeah, you can, and you can absolutely buy the books there as well. I think this would make a huge difference if they had a program in school, you know, with children, you know, academics, they've, they've lost sight of how important all of this really is. Can you imagine if children were, if there was a program where kids could write to uh, elders and seniors homes? Oh, That's, wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. Right? Even yeah. even assisted living, you know. I like or, that, Kathy. Yeah. That, yeah. That would be a great program. No, mm-hmm. That would be. And you know, and, and Dana, the my pen pal, um, she's a she's a school teacher. And all throughout the time we've been pen paling, she she's made her kids write letters. And she said, you know, when she started her career, you know, pen paling, she's a fourth grade reading and English teacher. Pen paling was a part of the program. And, you know, of course, like with cursive writing and handwriting and everything else, that's all slipped away. But her and her teacher friends, and I know that's a small amount of people, but if we know teacher friends, we can encourage them too to get their kids to write letters. And I know it's kind of changed the trajectory of some of what the what the kids have done and you know in those circles. All of it's so important. And it's going to be so much more personal. You know, I, I've gotten thank you notes for like wedding gifts and stuff, and they're like a postcard, a, a generic card you send to everyone. It's like, eh, you want to hear yeah. from that person, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if we rekindle this tradition, it's going to change the trajectory, I think, of humanity. This would be very cool. 
I, I think it will. And I saw it in the own, my own circle, my own group, which is so relatable because we, if anyone, like any one of us on this, on this call would have like Kathy, if you would have written the letter, Shelly, if you would have written the letters, it would have been a, the same kind mm -hmm. of result because we all, it's so relatable because we all have these subsets of friends we met from different places, you know, and that's why it, this is available to, this is available to everyone. And I, and, and people will feel like they matter. And, and that, that changes things. That's right. It, and it, it, yeah. if you don't have fancy stationery, put it on a grocery bag. Nobody cares. They're no. getting a yeah. note, right? Yeah. 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 And, I, and I love what Shelly <laughs> said. About paper the, bag, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you said about the napkins. And you know what? You don't have to, I mean, the mailing thing is great because the surprise of getting something in the mailbox, just think about the yeah. thrill you're going to give people when they go yeah. out to the mailbox. They're going to lose their absolute minds. Yeah. I can guarantee you're going to yeah. just make someone's year but you can also leave the note on the seat put it on the cubicle at work you know drop it in the neighbor's mailbox it doesn't yeah. and the, the thing is you can do it your own way you don't have to do it 600 times that's ridiculous like i yeah. like i do it at work right i leave it on the seat of the, the equipment that's, yeah. that's what i'm saying that's what it is because it and it goes back to your wall Cal yeah. kathy let's yeah. fill up these people's walls their love walls let's fill them up. i'm gonna use that again and i hope you'll forgive me oh yeah go right ahead yeah yeah it, because it's beautiful because that's what we're doing. It's yeah. like this wall of hope. And we have the power to have somebody pin that up. And it, it, it takes about 67 cents and about 15 minutes of your time. And it will blow you away what you can do with this. That's so cool. What's your website again, Amy? It's uh, amydaughters.com. Daughters like daughters. Yeah. Like two, you had two little girls, they'd be your daughters. That's what my father-in-law always said. Okay. So, this yeah. is so cool. I love what you're doing. Me too. Well, Thank you very much for inspiring me. And my sister will be grateful too. <laughs> y'all have inspired me and uh, you know, y'all are out there doing it every day. And I think what y'all are doing, hopefully you feel like it's a ripple effect, but it may be more like a, a tidal wave, this empowering women and sharing people's stories. And I just, I'm humbled to be a part of it. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing for the world. Thank you. Well, oh, thank you, Amy. God. Thank you. That's wonderful. Yes. We hope to make a huge difference for women. No doubt about it. And thank you for being on the show. Well, thanks yeah. for having me and let me share my story. This is terrific. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. Mm -hmm.